Well, good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and this is episode 372 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And today it's another Coffee with Brian. Hey, Mike V, how we doing? Josh, good morning. Mike, Philippine Nomad, Robin, how we doing? Ryan, if you got your parts put away, it looks like you had a big load. Took a big load this morning, Ryan. I appreciate you getting that history in. It is a, a, fa- a fun, full history segment going to be this morning. And uh, James, how you doing rolling up and down that hill with getting your rocks off? Hope everything is going well. To all the early participants in the chat, glad you're here. Glad you're here this morning. Um, yeah, today we're talking. I'm going to mention SRF a little bit more. Hey, Clark, good morning. Thanks for swinging in. Um, SRF uh, hit up a cemetery yesterday. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was my first cemetery back in Tennessee that I went and checked out. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, I got a little bit of a glimpse into the neighbor's not into the neighbor's house, but uh, I have some interesting neighbors around the corner of the property that, um, that uh, yeah, I'll just tell you what I've scoped out so far. But Ryan says he went a little deep into it today. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's all good. I was reading through him. I was like, wow, this is a long, long email. Um no, this works. This works. Cool, cool, man. No problem. No problem. It is much appreciated for sure. I can always um, not read all of them. So do whatever you want, man. Do whatever you want. I appreciate the effort for sure. Speaking of that, let's uh, let's hit that uh, history today in history. Um, I'm enjoying this. I really am. So back in 1861 uh, in the U.S. Civil War, uh, Fort Sumter surrendered to the Confederate forces. That was a big turning point. Uh, and then in 65, another Civil War history day uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, is occupied by Union forces eight years after the Civil War ended. Wait. American Civil War. Raleigh, North Carolina is occupied by Union forces eight years after the Civil War ended. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody got them. Didn't get the message. Oh, wait. Okay. Anyway, 1873, the Colfax Massacre, 60 to 150 black men are murdered in Colfax, Louisiana, after surrendering to ex-Confederate soldiers, the Ku Klux Klan. Um, yeah, ex-Confederate soldiers or the Ku Klux Klan for the cheap seats. Uh, and they were murdered after surrendering. It was done on Easter, uh, and the KKK even used a small cannon. Uh, I mean, a cannon is a cannon. These guys are ridiculous. I swear, um, sorry about interrupting the history segment, but um, these dogs squeak on these toys once a day. Literally once a day from 6.57 till about, or 5.57 till about 6.15. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. 1943, World War II news. The uh, Caton Forest Massacre. Discover, uh, uh, there's a discovery of a mass grave of Polish POWs killed by Soviet forces, uh, and they announced that, causing a diplomatic rift b- 
between the Polish government in exile in London and the Soviet Union, which denies responsibility. Yeah, we didn't kill all those people and throw them in a hole. No, no, we didn't do that. Uh, 1944, relations between New Zealand and the Soviet Union are established. Apparently, New Zealand didn't get the memo about the mass grave thing uh, in 43. Um, yeah, it was only a year. It was only a year. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, for all of you uh, conspiracy buffs, 1953 CIA director Alan Dulles launches the mind control program MK Ultra. That had no effect on the American public or individuals or the landscape of the country. <coughs> Another successful program put, brought to you by the CIA. 1958 American pianist. I didn't say penis. American pianist Van... Clybum is awarded first prize in the <laughs> inaugural international Tchaikovsky competition in Moscow. Are you like, are you literally looking for the hardest names for me to say in the wiki page? Uh, it says 1790. I'm guessing this is 1970. Apollo 13 had a little problem with an oxygen tank. MacGyver would be proud. Do you think MacGyver would have would give out awards and they'd be paper clips. I think MacGyver would give out uh, Swiss Army Knife Awards. Maybe paper clips. Paper clips would be good. 1976, United States Treasury Department re reintroduces the $2 bill <laughs> as a Federal Reserve note on Thomas Jefferson's 233rd birthday as part of the United States Bicentennial Celebration. Does anybody got $2 bills? My grandmother had a uh, like a, a folder full of them. My mom collected them. I think Corey collected them. Corey's mom and grandma collected them. Does, does anybody have any $2 bills? There's an old saying that I'm not going to mention on the show about a $2 bill. Uh, 1997, Tiger Woods becomes the, the youngest golfer to win the Masters Tournament. Yay! Sports ball. Uh, 2017, the U.S. drops the Moab. Oh man, I remember that thing going off. That was some pretty crazy video. If you never, um, if you never saw the the video of the Moab, uh, the largest non-nuclear weapon uh, that the U.S. dropped on uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, that thing is crazy. Uh, I'm not all about uh, war and all that shit, but what an impressive piece of technology that is. Uh, and one of those cost $16 million to drop. So, yeah, I'm not all, all about dropping a bunch of them, but I do have to say that was pretty, pretty impressive to watch. Um, and I guess a quote from the BBC on Google says that that isn't even the heaviest non-nuclear bomb the U.S. has capabilities of dropping. Blech. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, 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 that's kind of, it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. Uh, let's hit these birthdays real quick. Um, Dan Gurney, American race car driver. Uh, it was a Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, Grand Prix, Can-Am, and Trans-Am series. Uh, and he was first uh, full helmet guy in Grand Prix. Uh, 1931, John Stone, American composer, producer, and screenwriter, director, and producer, and original crew member on The Muppets Sesame Street. Nice. Um, 1967, Michael Eisen. 
Oh, when I read that this morning, I was like, Michael Eisen, I know that name. Uh, it says here he's an American biologist, American uh, ac- American biologist and academic, and he has an iguana on his head in his wiki profile. I was thinking Michael Eisner, he was that asshat that ran Disney for a long time, I'm pretty sure. One of the Disney things. And uh, very, 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 very special birthday to Ryan's sister, Kelly born in 1980s sometime because you don't reveal a woman's age ryan happy birthday kelly glad you uh glad you probably won't hear this or maybe ryan will clip it and send it to you hey happy birthday have a great one and make it a great day that's the history segment that uh, ryan put together for us this morning i do appreciate it for sure and uh yeah tune in again tomorrow for another one but right now we're going to get to that perfect cup question today get that out of the way and then hit the rest of the episode all right it's time for the 54th edition of the perfect cup a daily question in my thoughts join the discussion in my telegram group at t.me slash lots chat t.me slash lots chat i'm also stored i'm also starting to throw the question around on all my socials so check them out there leave a comment i go sweep up all the comments put them all in a bin and throw them out on my notes and check them out digest them all read some of them and give you my thoughts today's perfect question cup question of the day is is there a cause for every event is there a cause for every event? <laughs> and as I was writing this question in the notes, I was going over to share it in Telegram and over on all the socials. I was like, everybody's just going to snap answer. Oh, yeah, there's a cause for everything. Everything happens. Everything happens. Everything. Something has to make something happen. And so I prefaced it when I posted it in um, the Telegram group and said, think of your answer and then stop for a second and then consider what your answer means in the big picture. And I think the point the point kind of uh, resonated with some people and uh, others not. But what I meant was, if you say yes, every thing that happens happens because of a cause something something initiated that action then you have to also believe that something initiated the first action but if it's the first action what initiated that so it went around and around and around and um yeah and i think when we were when we were discussing it last night on the after party robin dropped in uh the reference that that i always come back to when when circling these things in my head and it's the old schrodinger's cat um is the cat in the box alive or dead and if you don't open the box how do you know you go back and round and round well is it dead well, I heard it move, but you didn't ever open the box to verify it was alive. How do you know it just didn't like fall over? You know, that round and round and round and round can be, uh, it can be infuriating at the minimum, but I really think this question falls into that. And it's something you, I mean, you got to wonder, you got to wonder, let me hit these uh, questions or hit these answers I got in Telegram. Uh, Josh, Josh weighed in. 
Robin says the cat knows if it's dead. Yes, Schrodinger's cat does know if it's dead or not. Um, unfortunately, he has not let anybody know. Uh, Josh says, technically on a micro level, yes. Nothing happens without events preceding it. Does that mean it all happens with some intent or to some plan? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I struggled to find an effect that had no cause. So everybody kind of kind of trailed off down the things happen for a reason. Things happen because of this. Things happen because of that. But they were all um, they were all after the event. You learned a lesson. You needed to meet somebody. You needed to get a new job. You needed this. You needed that. These are all results of action. That's where in the majority of the people took this question. But I really think the question, as written, is there a cause for every event, leads more to actually before the event. Josh says, does it know anything if it's dead? I'm going back to Schrodinger's cat here. Um, I don't necessarily think that it does. Man, that damn cat. He's just caused issues on issues all through history. So I posed that question back to Josh uh, that I that I prefaced prefaced this morning with and asked him, well, if everything has a cause, what caused the first thing? And uh, he says, that's one of the oldest questions humans have ever asked. Billions have been killed over the difference of opinion on whatever whether the first something happened from nothing and or who or what made something happen, but who made something or someone? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Pippinize says in the comments, being dead and being stupid, does one know they are stupid? God, I hope not. I really hope not. Because... If some of the people that I've met actually understand that they're stupid and they've done nothing to change it, oh, man, my man, that is not good. Uh, Philippine Nomad says causation equals outcome. Spontaneous combustion isn't spontaneous. Something triggered it. True. Robin says it's all because of the Big Bang. But what caused the Big Bang, Robin? I don't know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't. I I have to pose the question equally across all answers. Um, yeah, Josh says I know. I know. I'm just an, I'm just smart enough to know that I'm stupid. Yeah. Uh, Ryan weighed in on the comment we, as always with a very um, herbal herbal response. Um, it says if a bird flaps its wings 46 times instead of 47, it could cause a tsunami in the southeast. The larger picture versus the big picture could could cloud one's view. Didn't the Frenchman in the in one of the Matrix movies, he wasn't sure about that, have a good monologue about the idea of free will versus pre-programmed scenarios? Could the lives be pre-written based on our reactions onto said scenarios? <laughs> Oh, uh, Robin says God. 
Robin said God caused the the Big Bang, but some people get upset by that. I don't get. I mean, I don't get upset by you saying God caused it. I just don't concur. I guess <laughs> I don't concur. Um, that's the thing that comes down to faith and faith and proof. And that that is the whole crux of religion um, and uh, a scientific person needing proof, needing proof um, and uh, a religious person needing faith. I think I think uh, let's move on. Chris Dixon, always in with a quick wit, says, I'm pretty sure Joe Diffie sang a song about this very thing. And you got to love yourself some Joe Diffie some joe diffie for sure check out joe diffie if you've never um you've never checked him out and uh old gingerbread says everything happens for a reason everything and then he uh he says it's always because you had a lesson to learn and i do agree i do agree i wasn't uh disagreeing with james but i called him asop because that's again uh i think that's again um the result the result was the intention of the lesson learned there before the event happened was some cosmic energy triggering an event because I needed to learn a lesson. Did my valve stem core come out twice in a row when we were getting ready to leave and I was airing up my tire just for the fact that I needed to learn the lesson of how to change a trailer tire. And then the next time I did it, the valve stem core did not come out and I would not have had to change it. Was that event predicated on the fact that the cosmic world thought I needed to learn how to a have more patience on travel day, B physically learn how to change that tire. Um, C uh, work together with my wife to figure out the best course of action on how to get it done. I don't know. I don't know. Is that what that statement's saying? Is that we are learning or we are we are, are experiencing all of this because something is setting us down this path for a lesson to learn? Or are we just are we programmed to take take things from the events that happen to us, even insignificant events and figure out what we can learn from them i don't know i don't know gingerbread said he stole what i was thinking uh josh says but then where did god come from yeah that is the question that is the question E, James says lessons carry a core tool. I have several core tools. Um, I just didn't want it to go to the ground, have to find the core if it shot out of the it shot out of it. Like I, I have that stuff. I don't have a spare core. I guess I do have a spare core because I have a spare, uh, spare valve stem. Uh, Josh says, or did the perception of random events make you believe it needed to happen because that's what you wanted to learn at that time? I have also considered this. That statement right there is, do we take what we need from situations? Do we do we adapt to situations that happen in our life and especially shitty or bad situations and comfort ourselves in the fact that I learned something? And our brains automatically search in the background for something to take away from the situation to make it better. A comforting. Pippin says, which God? That's another question I often pose to people. 
with all the gods, who's right? And why do you, why are you so pompous to think that you are right? I don't know. Robin says, Renegade Butcher, that's where faith comes into play. Yeah, faith doesn't work for science. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, what, that's, this, I mean, this is a good question. It's a, it's a perfectly, um, perfectly decent discussion. Uh, people do get edgy. People, I, I often come off abrasive of uh, things I don't, things I don't concur with. Um, that doesn't mean I don't respect your, respect your thoughts and opinions on things. Uh, I may disagree with you vehemently, but I also think that you can believe whatever you want. You can believe the sky is yellow or orange or purple. Um, yeah, just don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Anyway, anyway, question of the day today was, is there a cause for every event? And I think I think we explored it enough for the day. If you want to discuss it more, you can hop on over to the Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. It's always pinned up. Scroll up through the pins and you will find this question. Reply to it and we can start the question all over or we can just let it go. Um, we can let it go and uh, see where see where we end up. But I do encourage you to come and join the Telegram group. It is a great bunch of people. We have great discussions. Uh, we have a lot of laughs. We have some fun. We bust each other's balls. People are always bringing things to the table uh, to think about. It spur ideas, motivation, and uh, we're all there for each other. So I think it's a great group. And I am uh, I am very honored to be have my name on the top of a group of people that look like that. So I appreciate it. Otherwise, look for the question post on social every day. Comment on the question and... Uh, and then stop in and join the conversation or at least download the audio and listen to it after the fact. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to check out the perfectcup.shop and thelostproject.com for all your air roasted coffee needs, mugs, merch, and other supplies. Now back to the full show. Oh, Robin, you're not tall enough to pee on my head. <laughs> you got to have to get a step stool. Uh, Gingerbread says, in my world, the sky is green and you never need to reload. Huh. Huh. What a wonderful world you live in, Gingerbread. Um, Josh says, I believe that others, I believe things that others don't based on personal experiences. I think we all do. I just don't ever expect anyone else to. I don't know. Oh, okay. And then, okay. All right. All right. All right. He put another comment, not if he's sleeping. And I thought that had to do with his. Uh, and then I realized he was just talking about Robin peeing on my head. And this show is spiraled out of control. Um, we got, we're talking peeing and things like that, but. Uh, and he's also telling James, he wrote, he, he, he ate the wrong crayon. Or he used the wrong crayon when he drew it through his sky. Oh man. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about what I got on the list here. SRF, I'm gonna mention it here. Uh, I did get my affiliate link down in the video notes and the audio notes. We had uh several people sign up already to uh say that they were going and purchase their tickets. <coughs> Gingerbread farms, he didn't even know how he's gonna get there. Uh, he's got an electric car that can go like 17 miles before he has to recharge, uh, and he can't make it from Michigan to Tennessee uh, on 17 miles. 
said that this one he can't he can't hack into it and run it with a generator so he's gonna have to figure out how to get there um but he's got his ticket that's good renegade butcher he's uh he's working he's working to get his ticket he's saying take my money uh but they're they're pushing back and but he's he's in the loop to get him uh kyle Kyle uh, over in Josh's chat, the Liberty Meet chat. He was in the he was in the audience yesterday morning. Uh, really good guy. Just started a YouTube channel. Want to check that out? If you search Backwoods Butcher, the first video he put up yesterday is breaking down a, a beef hindquarters. Man, guy's good, good, and the videos are going to be good too. Uh, Oh, yep. There we are. There we are. Um, yeah, check out Kyle's YouTube and he is signed up. And last night we kind of had something, an idea kick off. And the fact that we were talking with Nicole sauce on, um, talking with Nicole sauce on the after party and she kind of organizes the whole, um, kind of organizes that whole, srf thing and the events around it and somebody threw out there that we should probably have a butcher off if we're going to have all these butchers that talk all sorts of shit about each other um now all in good fun all in good fun for sure i know they respect each other's skill immensely but they all think they may be a little bit of the best i think there's a little machismo uh even in the in the butcher industry even in the female side uh from what it sounds and y'all think you're the best. Um, somebody said maybe we should get a bunch of pigs and um, and have a butcher off maybe the day before, maybe the first morning, and then cook all that shit up and eat it. I um, I don't know. I think that might be a good idea. I think if it's a money issue, I'm pretty sure we could probably pull off a fundraiser pretty quick to uh, acquire a few pigs. Um for old, uh, old, old, uh, butcher off. I think that would be a fantastic idea. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, follow along, but, uh, even, even without a butcher off, you can come and see on Sunday, you can come see, uh, Joel Salatin, uh, present, uh, speak on Sunday, oh, excuse me, Sunday. Uh, he's going to be arriving on Sunday cause he's coming from homesteaders of America conference. You know, that little, that little homesteading conference. He's going to come from there and come to SRF and talk on Sunday. And then he's sticking around on Monday to do a ad on chicken, chicken processing class. Yeah. You can pay, you can come to the event and you can pay a little extra stay the next day and watch the guy, that guy, uh, Joel Salatin, you know, he knows a little bit about processing chickens. Uh, you can watch him. He can teach you to process a chicken. It's almost worth doing it. Even if you don't have chickens. Yeah, Pimpinite says he's tempted to take the Monday chicken course with Joel. Um, yeah, if I hadn't watched his uh, several of his videos from all sorts of different places and I know exactly what he does, uh, I would. I really would, especially if I had chickens, um, just to interact. I think the wisdom and the enjoyment you would get out of that class is um, is way more important than uh, than the actual chicken processing skills. 
I think the guy's phenomenal. He's a great speaker. I've watched uh, many, many, many of his speeches and read his books. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him on Sunday. So if you want to see Joel Salatin, if you want to hang out with Corey and I and a bunch of other cool people, Toolman Tim, like I mentioned, um, Renegade Butcher, Kyle, the other butcher, the Backwoods Butcher, uh, looks like we're going to try to talk Ryan into coming up. Mike V says uh, he's got pigs. Hey, wait a second. Mike V has got pigs and he's raising them on YouTube. Hold on. Right on this channel here, Mike, um, on your uh, Michael V channel. Because I'll uh, I'll check that out and start um, start pu- putting them out. Um, yeah, missed a lot of comments. Wow. Um, Mike says he's planning to host a Hocktoberfest, but maybe the butcher could be incorporated. Huh. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Josh says he would consider he would consider taking it even if I'd rather never butcher another chicken. Yeah, yeah, I think the class is more about the class. Um, oh, the Tennessee Permaculture Channel. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. You're one of those multi-channel guys. That's right, that's right. Follow ten- TN Permaculture on YouTube and check out these pigs that we uh, we might be cutting up. Um, Robin says we've been chatting. Renegade Butcher's chatting up Frenching coffee. Uh, <laughs> I think she meant French pressing coffee. Um, so she got to press out this morning. Whatever happens is his fault. I mean, every actually, I think even before I started this show, I was drinking a French press every morning. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. Frenchy, Frenchy press. Oh, Pippin I says drive up to SRF just to get a bunch of meat from the all the butchers. I don't think get a bunch of meat. I think eat eat their meat. <laughs> I got you, Robin. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, she said she meant she did mean French press, but she said Frenching on um on purpose. And uh yeah. <laughs> Oh, you just Mike's got one channel. Uh, uh, Mike V's got one channel, but you got to log in on this channel, right? That's a different login to watch videos and to produce videos. Maybe I don't know. Or is this? Or does it come up? Uh, is this the same channel? I can't click on it, Mike. I can't click on the link, or otherwise uh, the show ends. Uh, <laughs> Josh says, "Come French RB at SRF." Ah, anyway, that's enough about SRF. We'll move on. I'm sure I'll talk about it in the next six months. And that was my rant yesterday. Uh, if you buy your tickets today, you can figure out how to get there in six months. It's literally six months from Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, you got some time to figure it out and make it work. Make it work. Um, yesterday I, um, (laughs) Hey, good morning. Backwoods butcher. Just, just mentioned you. Uh, and your channel, and uh, hopefully a potential butcher off at SRF. But uh, I got to take a check out of the neighbors here. Take a check out of the neighbors. Uh, Look at the neighbors. So we're staying in this kind of very small town in Tennessee, West Tennessee here, and um, we're in the we're in the outskirts of the town. So you got the little 
uh, center town with Main Street with a gas station and a restaurant and ice cream shop and a farmer's market spot. And then outside of town, there's like a corner and it's an intersection of a couple of uh, uh, county roads, state highways. I don't know, two road, two two lane highways. Well, at this other intersection, there's another like cluster of houses. And so we're staying two lots in down one of the roads. And this person is around the corner. And then our property owner actually owns all around. So I think these people are separate. Well, I drive by this to go down, um, down into town to go to the gas station or wherever. And the first time I drove by, I saw all this shit in their front yard. Not like shit, like garbage, but like signs and mannequins and just odd. And it's a 45 mile an hour zone and you're coming around a corner. And so you're trying to accelerate. And I kind of glance over and I see, I couldn't really see much, but I see drunks and I see just random words as I'm driving by. The signs are written kind of small. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So the next time I come back, I slow down. Um, there were cars in the way and shit like that. Uh, and so I couldn't really read it. And so this has been going on. We got here on Saturday. Yesterday was Wednesday. Wednesday was the first time I drove by that I could slow down enough to read one of the signs. Now, this is happening. Um, this is happening as uh, I mean, cars are coming up behind me. It's not a super busy road, but it's busy enough. And that intersection, there's like a, a transfer station for trash and all sorts of stuff. So a lot of traffic. I mean, relatively a lot of traffic. But it always seems like I can't get a good look at these signs. And so yesterday I was able to slow down enough to read one of the signs and take a good look. I kind of scoped it out and there's these weird, like, like I said, mannequins, uh, scarecrows, kind of, but not really. And then there's these signs and they're almost like political signs, um, but more permanent. And so I, I I look at the one sign and I've been keying in on this one because it says drunk on the top. And I'm like, all right, I sit in my camper in basically these people's backyard, but a couple lots over. Um, and they got drunk sign in their front yard. What, what do we got going on here? Are they for it or against it? What do we, what do we got going on? Um, cause we might be able to party. <laughs> and so yesterday when I slowed down, it says, drunks are all sinners and alcohol horrors. I realize I probably shouldn't walk up to the front door with, the, with a six pack. But that wasn't the, the, the strangest or most interesting thing that I, I realized or I noticed at this house. As I rolled along a little further and I'm looking at the sign and I, I glance over at the driveway, on either side of the driveway, there was a post with a shrunken head on it. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> and I came around the corner and they have a drive through, a, a pull through. So they have a, a whole U and so they have two entrances and sure as shit at the other entrance, there's a stick with a shrunken head on it. <coughs> I'm confused. I don't know what's going on over there. I need to drive back and forth as many times as it's going to take to read the other four signs in their yard and get a handle on what they else they have. What else? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, Josh brought that up. So I was telling this on the after party last night, and Josh says, well, what if those shrunken heads are the heads of the drunks? And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I drive past there every day to go get beer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have... So we're going to be here a while. And uh, this is this is one of my uh, this is one of my missions right now is to figure out what is going on. Um... <laughs> oh, all right. Um... <laughs> Pippin I says they use the alcohol to shrink the heads. Robin Holstein wins the wins the chat this morning and says, take a Bud Light over and watch their faces. <laughs> if you don't know, there's a little bit of controversy over Bud Light and um <laughs> some religious folks might get a little upset that I'm both A drinking and both B drinking the tranny beer. I guess, or the queer beer, or I'm not sure what they call it. Um, I've heard all sorts of names for Bud Light. <laughs> it's the only thing left at the gas station anymore. I think uh, rural Tennessee was hit hard by the the coming out of Bud Light, uh, and they are they are depressed and not buying anything off the shelf. Anheuser Busch. It's the only thing left. That means they're buying all the other shit that I like instead of buying their shitty Bud Light. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, hey Pippinize says the beer flavored water. Um, all you guys know what uh, Coors Light and Sex in a Canoe have in common, right? Yeah, they're both fucking close to water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped drinking that a long time ago. Yesterday, when I was at the gas station, yesterday or two days ago, um, like, it's seriously... This is seriously um, almost crisis mode. Like this is, I may just not drink anymore just because of uh, principle. Every gas station I go to in Tennessee, all they have is like Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Miller High Life, Bush, Bush Light, Keystone Light. Is that is that the only type of beer that people drink? Oh no, they have seventeen shitty IPAs in six packs for like forty two dollars a six pack that tastes like fucking butthole. Um, why? Why can we not have a decent Shinerbach? Can they not import Lone Star? <laughs> I mean, we did go to a bar in Arkansas that had Shiner on the import list. I know it's coming all the way from Texas. Uh, Mike, we are uh, we are in West Tennessee, um, about 40 minutes south of Camden, maybe an hour south of Camden. Where are you at in Tennessee? You over on the east side? Um. <laughs> Uh, Pip and I says Yingling in New Belgium. Yeah, here's the deal. You walk into the places and they have like one six pack of Yingling. Well, what's that going to do? Just get Corey pissed when I drink three of them. What is six beers? What is six beers between two people going to do on an e on an afternoon when you start drinking at three thirty when you're done with work? 
Uh, you're three hours northeast of me. You up in, uh, you up north of, north and Nicole? Uh, between, yeah, okay. I kind of getting a, getting a pic or picture of where you're at. Um, dude, shoot me an email, info at the and, uh, just drop me an email and, uh, we'll start talking. Maybe we'll, we'll make a trip. Nicole was asking if we're going to come visit at some point while we're here and, uh, might need to take a road trip day or something. Um, all right, man, Kyle, great to see you. Great to see you. Um, stopping in i appreciate it give the kids a hug and kiss for me have a good day honey um <laughs> westmoreland uh okay all right gotcha 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 cool yeah maybe we'll make a big uh big big road trip if not we are definitely coming back to the area for srf um probably for a little bit of an extended time uh it won't just be for the weekend uh we'll be back in the area we're planning it we're planning it weird we bought our tickets six months in advance and now we can make plans to do whatever we want to make sure we're here. Ha! Huh. Weird how that works. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I've got a couple of minutes here. Let me talk about the cemetery. I went and visited yesterday. It was really cool. Um, I had several to choose from. I'm excited to get back up into Tennessee to get, uh, even some older, um, um, get some older, graves uh it seems the further you push north and northeast by default you run into cemeteries with consistently older headstones it's just an older part of the country uh this one did not disappoint i ran into several late 1800s early 1900s um had the pleasure of cleaning a company e third third tennessee cavalry unit soldiers um grave from uh from uh, probably 1915 ish uh the headstone it was uh in awesome condition but it was all black and um had lichen and um all sorts of shit and dirt and everything on it it was right on the edge of a wood line and it was a perfect candidate for cleaning um i hit it with some water and made sure that it the stone itself was in good shape it was uh started brushing it off and then we polished her up and it looks it looks it looks well it looks really nice i had limited amount of water i thought i had a big uh i had a large amount in my truck tank i didn't and uh, i wanted to make sure i got it rinsed off so i didn't get to spend as much time on it as i had hoped but the nice part about the d2 biological cleaner is it's not going to damage the stone and the second benefit is the longer it sits, every time it rains, it will clean that stone a little bit more and a little bit more. And I'm excited that we're going to be staying here for um, a long period of time. And that cemetery was close because I will head back and get photos of it after it rains, after it sits and then it rains. And hopefully get another photo uh, before we leave and if we head back here and stay in this area again i'll be able to keep tabs on that one and really really show how much the d2 works with no um with nothing after the fact just the rain it getting wet it's sitting in the sun it getting wet again but yeah i'm going to make up some video of that that's all going up on the website on the explorers club blog uh, those templates have been, uh, kind of finalized how I want to do that. And I'm going to start posting them up and, uh, yeah, 
talk more about that for sure next week. This is um, this has been an adventure, um, really figuring out how to do that content, how to do it uh, to keep providing the content I have been, and then um, formulate it to provide extra for people that want to provide value to the membership program. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning, Tricky Does Keto. How you doing? Haven't seen you in a bit. Hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, so that was the cemetery. There were, uh, uh, man, there were a ton of, of they weren't infant graves. Um, that's pretty common, pretty common, especially with the early 1900s. Uh, lots of infants uh, within a few days or same day dates on headstones. There were a significant amount of children at this one. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know if it was a localized uh, flu or something. It wasn't the Spanish flu. The dates weren't right. Um, but there were several children um, that were, I would say, in the three to six age range. Three to six years old. Uh, spread over probably the ninth early 1900s so it was like probably 1905 to 1913 uh there were just a significant amount of children that i noticed uh these are the things that i notice when i'm exploring these places uh and they weren't from the same family they weren't from necessarily in the same area of the cemetery so i don't know what happened but i'll look into it i look into it these are things that I walk around and then I sit in my truck before I leave and take note of them. The things that I notice, the things that I feel, the things that um, that I think about while I'm there, a lot of it will just get uh, deleted and and thrown away. But um, some of it I look I dive into and maybe there is no answer. Maybe it was just the fact that that maybe it was a children's cemetery to begin with. There is the possibility of that. So who knows? Who knows? It's fun to fun to explore and learn the history. But with that, with that, let's start wrapping things up. Uh, item of the day. Oh, oh, big announcement today. It's too bad Josh or uh, Kyle left. I'll have to tell him in Josh's group. Um, tonight, I have a pre-recorded interview with Jesus Ramirez. And you may not know who Jesus Ramirez is unless you use Photoshop. And maybe even if you don't, even if you use Photoshop, you might not know who he is, but you might have seen his videos. Jesus has over a million subscribers. He was pushing 2 million, I think, at the point oh, that we recorded this, but he's got 2 million subscribers on YouTube making Photoshop how-to videos. And we talk and we talk and we talk about how to grow your YouTube following how he did it not the only way not the not the only way but the way he did it so you're going to want to tune in six central tonight on the lots project youtube channel um i think it will be set up to air on facebook uh it's tough with the pre-records to do lives uh places when i can't interact with the comments so i try to monitor youtube uh if you're if you want to watch on facebook feel free to drop comments but i'll have to circle back and catch them later Eh, YouTube's place to, to comment if you have questions. Uh, I did talk to Jesus, and if you have questions for him during, I am uh, I am able to copy-paste those and email them off to him and get answers for you. He said he'd be willing to do that. So, 
check it out. If you're growing a YouTube channel, you might get some tips, tricks. If you're starting one, <clears throat> Kyle, uh, maybe you want to follow his advice from the beginning and blow your shit up. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Jesus Ramirez, lots to talk about how he hit a million. Six Central tonight on YouTube. Uh, you can also catch the audio after the fact on lots to talk about feed or this full podcast feed. Item of the day today is the San Mart 10 gallon, 10.8 gallon collapsible laundry tub. 10.8 gallons. That must be a, a freedom unit conversion of some sort from liters or whatever. But the San Mart 10.8 gallon collapsible laundry tub is the item of the day. We use them for all sorts of stuff. We use them for laundry, use them for storage. They're great. They save space. We love them. They work for RV living. They work for your weekend RV um, for just general purpose. So check those out. Link is in the video description. Link is in the audio description. Even if you don't need a collapsible laundry tub, click that link. If you got to shop on Amazon today, it is an easy way to support the Lots Project. Everything you buy gives us a little kickback and it all adds up. I appreciate it. I appreciate clicking those links. Um, yeah, Renegade. Oh, Mike. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Mike, I don't know if you're on Telegram. Email me anything you want, man. If you're not on Telegram, email me anything you want. Info at thelotsproject.com. We can figure out a way to hook up. Throw your number in there. I'll text message you. I don't care. I don't care. That's that's cool. Um, yeah, so Sam Cart or Sam Mart collapsible laundry tub item of the day. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. It's almost 50 minutes and Corey is already working over there. Um, uh, as always, you can find me at the lotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. And don't forget about Noster. I've had a lot of compliments and a lot of good feedback on that video. I thought it was rough. I thought it was, uh, it was too rough, but see, people seem to think that it's an easy way to get signed up. So go check out that YouTube channel. Look for the big yellow Noster, uh, big yellow Noster thumbnail. Learn how to get on it. Get on it, connect with people, and take part in that Grow Noster initiative. That's all I got to say for today. Hope you have an awesome Thursday. And when we talk to you tomorrow, it's going to be Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Have a great day, guys, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs>